and welcome back to episode seven of the weekly tech round i'm jay and i'm carl so carl welcome back another another fun week another busy week for us both i hear yeah yeah i've been a bit non-stop this week it's kind of hard to catch up with everything i know what you mean i know what you mean work has been it's been a busy one for work and then trying to do uh, you know catch up on all the tech news play some games watch some tv you know where does life go and especially you know with where lockdown, is the week I, gone <laughs> i just have to say yeah where isn't it with lockdown are we aren't we supposed to be like you know learning five skills a weekend um you know learning everything new skills new uh capabilities you know because we've got all this time on our hands where would you fit that in i'm just doing more work <laughs> i think i spend my life on zoom i think that is that is my existence oh. other tools are available other tools are available maybe we'll get some sponsorship other tools are available <laughs> Awesome. Okay. All right. So weekly feature. We had Epic last week. We didn't have any TikTok news last week, but this week we've got some TikTok news. Oh, yes, we have. Oh, so rumors have it that as of the towards the end of last week, that the TikTok sale could have been could be in doubt as ByteDance and the Trump administration apparently are discussing alternative options. Um, so where does this leave our friends in Walmart, Microsoft, Oracle, Kanye? Um, Kanye? And, and who else? I mean, you know, this, this is on tenderhooks. What's going to happen? Just, I don't know. But I mean, I don't know if you saw it. To go along with that, obviously, there's that discussion between Trump and ByteDance. I've also heard that China has basically put their foot down and said they would rather force ByteDance to close TikTok in the US than let it be sold to a US company. Well, yeah, exactly. And then on Friday, I think, a, a lunchtime UK time, there was word from the, the Trump administration that said that the deadline for the sale would be extended and which could lead to the app being banned, couldn't it? Yeah. When is the deadline? Is that 15th or the 17th? Or? I thought it was like further on from that. Um, oh. I don't think it was. Well, it was 45 days, wasn't it? From when the 20th of September. Here we are. I've just looked it up. 20th of September is the deadline for the, the sale or at least I guess the, the, okay. the, the contractual stuff to be in place. But yeah, you're right. So we've got contradicting terms here that saying that ByteDance and the Trump administration are in talk. Then, you know, a couple of days later, the, the Trump um, administration saying that they weren't going to extend the deadline sale. And then, yep. you know, China themselves are saying that actually, well, we'd rather close the company than have a sale. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> Who knows what is going on? Well, somebody does. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not, not Trump. Trump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. I mean, but come on, I mean, there's a lot of money at stake here. There's there massive business that the, the audience, I guess, the millennial audience, younger. Yep. Walmart, Walmart wanted to join the game, as we were saying before, could help bolster their fledgling e-business. You know, we've got Microsoft, obviously, who this is a massive gain, I guess, to catch up in more in more of that space. Yeah. And Oracle, we still haven't got a clue why Oracle would want to buy them. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the wild card there, isn't it? Well, I thought Kanye was the wild card, but I'm guessing... No, no, it's Oracle. Kanye's okay. Kanye's okay. Wasn't it yeah, God Talk or God... T- I can't remember what he called it now, can you? Jesus Sanker, wasn't it? I can't I think remember it, Jesus now. Talk, wasn't it? No, I think it might have been now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so basically then, by the end of this week, you know, there should, there's got to be a sale agreed, or realistically yeah, speaking, the, by what, next the week... Yeah, because the 20th is one week from now, isn't it? It's next yeah, Sunday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. So this week is going to be a busy one in terms terms of uh, sale and you know i guess mergers and acquisitions as they say isn't it yeah I mean, so i'm guessing we've already reserved the slot next week's podcast for tiktok uh yeah i guess it's gonna have to be number one isn't it number one on the agenda next week well well yeah because uh talking of events and things coming up then this tuesday the 15th we've got the new apple event time flies yep. um and uh I'm sure hopefully you know, everybody's seen the the information that's come out from that. You know, Apple themselves have obviously confirmed it. And there's been a an interesting AR logo uh, that they dropped as yeah. part of that invite, didn't they? they did. you, you, very sneaky. Seen, yeah, but to me, it, it's very clever. Because if you look at it, it looks like the Apple logo, doesn't it? 
um, with yep. all the swirls. But I also, I don't know, it looks like somebody sat down, like a person sat down on the floor, crouching their, you know, uh, sort of hands around their knees. Well, maybe that's just me. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. So but, we, what do we reckon? So the report from Bloomberg was saying watches, obviously, time flies, that, that matches up, uh, and iPads, but no iPhones to October for an actual separate announcement. Yeah, I was just going to say time. Yeah, exactly. Because there's a lot of deciphering, wasn't there, around the, 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 the naming of it. But yeah, time, yeah. watches, flies, iPad Air, I guess, is a way to look at that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what, and, but a lot of, a lot of the, uh, analyst Bloomberg, as you say, broke a story saying that they're convinced that the iPhone 12 won't be announced until October. And some of the sort of the leakers, John Prosser, Mark Gurman, are kind of saying the same thing as well, aren't they? I've seen any of those reports as well. They are. I'll be I'll be disappointed if I'm honest. I'm kind of hoping for some new phones to be announced, but yeah, it is what yeah, it is. It is. But I think that would they drop a watch and talk about what and watch OS seven that surely some element of iOS fourteen therefore would need phone. Yeah, it's, it doesn't seem seems too little of stuff to talk about for an Apple event just to talk about a what and the iPad and we already know about watch OS well I suppose the de- developers do the public don't but there's really not that much in it no mm. you're right Mo- most of the new capabilities coming in the watch are going to be hardware based aren't they rather than the, yeah. the software um, I know what you're saying you know there's what could they cover there's a two hour slot if you if you've downloaded the invite and you put it in yeah. it covers a two hour slot now obviously Apple could use as little or as much as that time as they wanted I'm guessing minimum an hour, maybe yeah. 90 minutes is my log- my logic around that. But they have got a lot of software. They have got other things to talk about because they could cover, you know, they could stop and talk for 20 minutes on COVID and contact tracing app. Yeah. They could talk about um, Apple TV and any of the new, you know, the new films or content that they're going to drop with that. And I guess they could also talk about the rumoured subscription bundle, couldn't they? Could do it. And I suppose it's the rumour still we're going to get iOS 14 this month, so they're going to have to talk about that, phone or not. Well, this is it. And could we see that they perhaps tee up features of iOS 14 and sort of tease the phone and then yes. have a further on, you know, um, iPhone event ne- next month? Could be. Yeah, two hours, though, still seems like an awful lot of time without an iPhone. It does. several iPhone announced. <laughs> It does, but then, you know, I just thought it's something else that came to mind there was there is also Apple Silicon that they talked about in WWDC. Could That's they true. perhaps then tease a bit more around forthcoming hardware releases in that space? They could do, but is that too techy for the general public? <sighs> it's a good point. I, I, you know, I don't doubt that, but you're right, you know, some elements of that. But it could be saying that, you know, here's a new art, the new MacBook Pro, not MacBook Pro, yeah. sorry, you know, the, the replacement for the, the 12-inch MacBook, you know, which is a MacBook Air now, I guess, isn't it? But talk about that. But you're right. They, they don't tend to go super technical, do they, with, with the iPhone launches? They tend to be more, f- you know, key marquee features, uh, yeah. flashy elements around that. I, I, something, buzz, something does bother me here because all of the signs are saying, the, uh, the hardware is de- delayed. Apple themselves have said that the hardware is delayed. Yeah. Would they announce a product that you couldn't even pre-order or, you know, or even be shipped for, say, two months? I doubt. Well, there was the, uh, was it the air power? That's still not shipped. <laughs> yeah, but the air power is kind of dead in the water, apparently, isn't it? But then they did the same with the, uh, was it the, what do they call it? Their, their speaker. The, um... Oh, HomePod. HomePod. They announced that and that didn't ship for, I don't know, nine months a year, did it? Yeah, true. But I guess something like the phone is a bit more, it's a bit more pressing, isn't it? They, they're going to want yeah. people to get their hands on it. You know, think about people on the upgrade cycles that picked up the new phone, which was this time, well, or pre-ordered, which was this time last year. Yeah. So I don't know how that's going to work. You know, if you were, I don't know, kind of going off on a tangent, but if you're on the iPhone upgrade program and you, how many payments is it you have to do for upgrade? I think we, we talked 
we it's, were looking at this before, weren't we? It's got to be what eleven payments you pay. A I think yeah, minimum eleven payment payments. Up front, isn't it? Don't you when you pick up the new phone, and yeah. then there's uh, eleven more payments, and you can go in your next one. So yeah. So if they're not talking about, let's say they don't delay the hardware for the phone, it could be an extra month or two. Does that mean that you'll pay less? I wonder. I just don't know. It came that thought came into my head. I guess. <laughs> no, I suppose you're technically paying more for the current phone you've got. Yeah. Because mm. uh, I'm sure your twelve month contract will start again uh, when uh, the new phone arrives in a couple of months. True. True. I, I think if they if they were going to do the phones, I think it would there'd be more of a phone element to the to the naming, perhaps. Yeah. Um, they have got a lot of content to cover. I mean, because they're talking what there's going to be at least three new models of the phone. Yeah. And the iPhone is going to be a, a, a serious upgrade, isn't it? it it's a it's a you know a key um, a key up a part of the key upgrade cycle of people on phones. So people who will be yeah. on the ten who maybe skip a generation are going to come to the 12. You know, the 12 is going to come with the LiDAR sensor. We know that. We've heard about the additional cameras on it as well. So it seems they're going to want a lot of fanfare around that rather than having, a, I guess, a short That's meeting, a, you know, a short sort of presentation um, that they, that is wasted. But, you know, this is Apple. You know, Apple do tend to not play by the book, do they, in, in many times? That's true. I'm talking about that air power. I did hear a rumour the other day, something about that they're actually going to announce it again. So maybe that'll be in the event. Because wasn't that Paul? previously because apple themselves were just not happy with the development of it the the product itself it, it was I just don't think the technology was there to they were talking about some, putting something like was it 15 or 20 coils in it and now i'm having heating impressive. issues i think <laughs> your your iphone is now cooked what ding <laughs> <laughs> it's ready it's like a microwave microwave effect uh, but there is oh don't forget air tags they're supposed to be coming out as well that's true yeah the air tags and maybe say so maybe it's, they'll get new headphones i've heard rumors about not Beats headphones, but Apple over-the-ear headphones as well. That's right. They've been rumoured for a while now, haven't they? The, the, the new Apple over-the-head. Um... So maybe I'll just do lots of small things. You know, the watches, the iPads, but then bring in an air power and the tags, headphones as well, and just put lots of smaller bits together. And sort of tee you up for the, the iPhone announcement, which they maybe at the end of this one, they'll announce the next event i don't know it's a you know, possibility isn't it the wait and see till tuesday indeed so we're pretty we're pretty confident then that watches are going to be on on the the agenda for the presentation on tuesday definitely so we know the iphone excuse me the iphone see i've, I've got iphones on the brain we know the <laughs> apple watch series 6 is coming which yep. has been i've noted in a couple of a uh, couple of articles that i read that in a, in some areas that they it's been referred to as either the series 6 or the apple watch pro the pro i've not yeah. heard that one yeah according to john prosser that um it's listed as the apple watch while the series 6 was listed as an apple watch pro sorry the, when i say the the uh, the sort of the series three replacement was listed as the apple what um... i suppose it make it makes sense you can't like you do with the, with the phones i suppose you have the phone the phone pro don't you so why do a series three or a series four what yeah do you think though just before we kind of talk a bit more about the watches look at how they've done with the ipads they forget yeah. the ipad pro for a second they've got rid of the then it's just ipad air well is it no you have the ipad no it's the ipad, iPad there, yeah but they've removed a lot of the complexity around the numbering of the ipads haven't they it's not like you know they mark have, three yeah. or mark four or whatever and with the watches you know they've the, ser the series numbering has kind of got past the software. The software is ahead of the series of the watch now, isn't it? You yeah. have seven versus six. You know, we're on phones that the software is on 14. The phone itself is technically it's not on um, 12, is it? Because they've missed a number, haven't they? They've missed nine, didn't they? True, yeah. So I wonder if Apple will move to 
I'm not suggesting they'll do it this time. But I wonder whether they'll move to a point where they just drop the the numbering. Well, I think so, especially for you know the watches and the iPads. You don't buy a brand new one every year. There's no iPad or watch upgrade program, is there? No. Yeah, you, know, you might buy one every two or three years, or maybe longer. Well, this is it. There's, I mean, I've been looking at the watches. We talked about it before, and for me, yeah. it's more around the, the the fitness tracking, the other capabilities of the watch. And I, whilst I do replace my iPhone every year, I have to say, some days I think to myself, "Why am I doing this?" <laughs> um, <laughs> I wouldn't be looking to do that, say, with the watch. That would be at least a minimum of two years, minimum. Well, exactly. I, I bought the, the original watch, the, the Watch Zero, because they then brought out an Apple Watch Series 1, which wasn't actually the first one. It was technically the second one. So I had the original Apple Watch, and then I, after three or four years, I bought the Series 4. Exactly. So you got quite a good life lifespan out of that i mean i might look at the six but it's not top of my priority list to upgrade maybe wait for the seven and i think that's the thing isn't it with people who own the series three this is likely to be the upgrade point for many of those because of the significant advances in the technology yeah but mind you depends how you bought the series three did you buy the series three well, it was top of the range, then yeah, I think going to a six will be a good jump. If you bought the Series 3 a couple of weeks ago because it was the cheap Apple Watch, then you probably won't. <laughs> well, yeah, I was going to say, if you, I mean, what were they, 199, we've talked about that, haven't yeah. we mentioned that before? Yeah, you're, you're right, that could have shot yourself in the foot a little bit there. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, there's, there's, there's some interesting rumours though, isn't there, around this Series 3 replacement, um, which is kind of, you know, being touted as the low end, isn't it? Yeah. So I think, was it something around, it's going to get the similar design to the Series 4, so moving away away from the old sizing to the isn't it um 44 mil and the 40 40 mil something like that yeah because it was 38 and 42 wasn't it the original ones and then 40 and 44 exactly so it would make sense that they'd want to bring the sizing in line wouldn't it for the yeah. bands and I guess the general the general technology requires the sizing to increase because of the actual design of the screen. Um, yeah. But there's also some feature changes, isn't there? I think is that they, they were saying about yeah. as well. That... From what we can see, we're looking at basically a Series Four, but with the I suppose the expensive ECG module removed. What about the screen? Because there's not the five. Does the five have always on? Doesn't it? If I five has always on, the four doesn't. No, and I don't think the new one will. So again, I imagine that's a more costly component to add. So we're looking at a series, basically the revival of the Series Four then. With the yeah. styling of the, the Series 5. I don't think styling really changed. I mean, my well, no, Series 4 it's... doesn't really look that much different from my, my original one. <laughs> so what we're, what we're saying here is then that Apple has still got all the tooling from the Series 4, loads of components left over and a bit like... Massive stockpiles. <laughs> <laughs> what do we do, guys? What do we do? Basically, I think so. They haven't sold as many as they thought they were going to do, so let's uh, repack. Yeah, I, I'm, I think it'll be a big seller. I think because of the, if, if Apple managed to keep the price point attractive, whether it is at 199 um, or the 299 for the cellular one, or yeah. even if they raise it slightly but make it significantly lower than the, the 5 slash 6, then I think they've yeah. certainly got a, a good seller on their hands there. And not everybody needs ECG. The always on screen is nice, but again, probably for everybody, it's not a requirement. No, so like you said, if, I think if they can bring this new, basically, a Series 4, for want of a better word, down to 199 or even 2 Two nine, two four nine, maybe even at a stretch. You're getting better, best performance, better battery life, a bigger screen. Um, yeah, Come on, is the series three waterproof? I'm. Do you know? I I'm not entirely sure. Series four definitely is. I mean, if the three's <laughs> not and the new one is, that's another big win. Is exactly. Yeah. Well, even if it was say, wasn't it IP sixty five or sixty seven is a better one, isn't it? But if it's yeah. even like say splash resistant. Even if it's not, but if it is, say, like the Series 5 and you can swim with it, which I think is down to 50 metres or something. You can um, with the 4. Yeah. So if you get that capability, you're right. All of a sudden, 
that brings it back into the high-end fitness device market. Yeah. Okay. No, but, series three. Series three has water resistance to fifty meters. But it's got. I think battery life is going to be the key thing for this, these new yeah. models, especially the six. It to be able to compete more effectively with the the Fitbit ranges and some of the Android models, not on features, but on battery life. That's the key here. Yeah, it is. Especially if they want to bring in the uh, sleep tracking with uh, Watch OS seven, and you need to, a bit more juice in there, don't you? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, I, I, for me, I mean, as much as I love the phone and I'm really keen to see that. For me, I, I'm really interested to see what improvements from a hardware perspective they've squeezed into that small watch face. You know? um, yeah, really, I mean, as a watch, it is quite big, but there's really not a lot of space to shove what they have in there. Yeah, I mean, it just makes you think, doesn't it, about the marvels of technology and, and how we've shrunk uh, circuit boards down to the size they are and the amount of things like, you know, the transistors and all that kind of stuff. How, how the evolution of electronics has been in the last, well, I want to say 50 years, but even in the last sort of five years, isn't it really? I mean, yeah. We've shrunk everything down massively, but hey ho. So I did see something really interesting actually. I think it was on Nine to Five Mac. Um, the the a new patent that has been published by Apple. Uh, sorry, I should say has been um, put by for Apple. Uh, has suggested the iPhone could get that water ejection system that the I, Apple Watch has. Oh yeah, it's a bit of an odd system. The first time I tried, it's like what? Why am I getting any sound out? And then I realised I'd put in this kind of waterproof mode. You press it, and yeah, it basically fires all the speakers at certain frequencies to eject the water out of all. The, all the speakers off yeah I, I remember seeing the video of that one day and i thought to myself how the hell does that work but you're right it's all to do with sound isn't it to yeah uh push the water out uh from from the bezels very clever system um and again anything to do with apple super engineer yeah but apparently this this patent was was submitted by apple in 2019 but it's only just been published by the u.s patent trademark office and okay. it shows uh, a water ejection system on the iphone that looks very similar to the the technology that was first introduced in the watch series two. Um, and it uses the speaker and a sensor module with a hydrophobic coating to expel the water. Pretty cool. Very, pretty very cool. Good. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I haven't, um, <laughs> I haven't killed too many iPhones with water. I have, I mean, I think it's, I think I've killed, it's been one iPhone I've personally killed with water myself. We've had several in the family have done it. Yeah. Um, I had an iPhone 10 and they were supposed to be well, splash resistant, wall resistant. I think wasn't it when they came out. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I took my kids swimming, you know, did ever put all the stuff in the locker as you do and kind of corralling yep. the kids, got in the pool, went swimming with the kids. Only I was in the shower afterwards, you know, like rinsing all the chlorine yep. off. My, and my daughter said to me, Daddy, why is your phone in your pocket? Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh. I was like patting my, I was like patting by his sides. I was like, how did I miss that? <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, dear. It, it, I mean, it certainly wasn't waterproof. <laughs> no, I mean, the new ones are, aren't they? The 11 Pros and whatnot are all meant to be fully waterproof, but I'm still not sure I want to take it in a swimming pool. No, I, I have to say I'm very cautious. Or the bath or the shower. I, no, I'll just leave it out. No, no, I have to say, I think even though the what is waterproof, there's something about it that still kind of worries me a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've still never taken mine in the pool or the shower. No, I've I've got a, a friend who uh, does uh, is it freshwater swimming in the lakes and stuff like that. Yep. Takes his watch in every single time. I, I guess fine. If, I guess if you're uh, you know you're confident in the technology and uh, you know it's going to work, but yeah, I think I think I'd be hesitant to say the least. But hey, who knows? We'll find out. <laughs> exactly. I think I think it's just because it's been drilled into me from a small child that electronics and water do not mix. Exactly. I mean, the watch I wear is a diver's watch, so I know that works in. <laughs> <laughs> water so i'm not worried okay so we've done a lot about apple but our friends over at google also had a little uh little product drop this week as well didn't they they did indeed was it android 11 is now official it is it is um already a 
already rolled out onto um, Pixel devices and yep. the like. And uh, I think it's rolling out now to some other devices. Pixel obviously get them first. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I have to say, I, I've got it, got it on my Pixel 3a. I've been running it for sort of testing and sort of betaing part of work and other things. And, you know, compared to Android 10, visually, it's quite similar. Uh, you yeah. know, it isn't kind of a, a real sea change there. This is the second year that they haven't given it a funky name, isn't it? So it's now just, you know, Android 11. It is. And I heard there's, there's no, uh, there's no um, statue outside Google HQ for it either. Is there? No, no, there wasn't last time there was, I don't think, either. I think they've just released an AR statue or something that you can do on the phone. It's one of those Easter yeah. eggs. But it's I mean it runs really smoothly on the 3A, but the they've got three major themes this year. Um, with Android 11, and it's around uh, privacy, people, and control. Um, okay. And certainly from a control perspective, there's a lot more. When you press things like the power or the, power or the lock button, there's new menus that pop up that give you like options around you know, restarts or emergency calls. So, you know, and these sort of cards that come up, there's a lot more of these cards and tiles that appear during the animations or the, the transition. Same things with like the, not that I've used it, but I've seen some of the screenshots around things like Android Pay. Okay. Or Google Pay, as they call it now, isn't it? Um, um, and the casting so a lot more a lot more streamlined in that respect a lot clearer displays around that privacy obviously is the key thing as well here so you know they've moved into changing a lot more around the user permissions yeah um, haven't they bought out one-time permissions perhaps some yeah exactly they've done that also in if you're running the work profile so obviously with it Android's, you know, has, has had that uh, work profile hasn't it sort of the separation on the device between yeah, work Android and- enterprise yeah Exactly. Sorry. Yeah. Exactly. Android Enterprise. Which, let's be honest. You know, you and I both worked in in you know the MDM EMM space for many years. You know, we're very familiar with uh, sort of Android Enterprise and Apple management. And you know, as much as Apple management, whether you like it or not, has always typically been a much better affair from a policy perspective and things like that. Android certainly, I think, did it the right way with the Android Enterprise approach and the work profile way of splitting the device in a software. Um, you know, Apple are really only catching up with that now, aren't they? With some of the the, the as 14 capabilities that they teased at WWDC. Yeah. But there's been some kind of, I don't want to say upset because that's not really how the best way to look at it. But with the work profile thing, um, obviously that gives you the split there. There's been a lot more around the user privacy that removes some of the controls or visibility that an enterprise could have on that work profile side and, and the personal yeah, side definitely. that um, has upset, you know, some some of the, the big bloggers and other other critics, if you will, or or, or analysts in the space, um, to say that that might change how a lot of businesses need to look at managing those Android devices now when it comes to that sort of personal split, BYD, uh, or using personal and corporate on the same phone. Yeah. But, I, you know, privacy is a key thing now, isn't it? Everybody, privacy is number one, no matter what, what you do, whether it's phones, whether it's games, whether it's applications, um, it is the main thing here now, isn't it, definitely? Oh, oh definitely. I think, I, you know, for my dealings with, with companies and BYOD and, and Android, a lot of them just did roll out the work profile as their corporate thing uh, and then realised, you know, they didn't have enough permissions or, well, basically any control over it when they should have, you know, used, uh, is it Cope, is it? So where you yeah. basically wipe the device, it goes into full enterprise mode and creates basically a person. Which is a I great way of doing it. not all MDMs at that point supported that, did they? No, that's very true. And and it also didn't help with the fragmentation of Android as well. As much as I'm you know, lamenting how good it is, fragmentation of the Android ecosystem for a long time really hampered 
that rollout as well. Yeah, I say when we're talking about fragmented, we're talking about the management APIs, aren't we? Because I mean, they, basically, Google never really shipped any to start off with, and these manufacturers had to build out their own set of APIs. So you had some manufacturers did really, really well and put a lot of money into it, and some that just didn't do anything. Uh, and I also say it wasn't until they brought out Android Enterprise that it started to come together. But it's, it's definitely taken a couple of revisions of Android to get. And definitely, and those those OEMs, you know, the hardware manufacturers themselves, have, have been, most of them now are on board with that, aren't they? And they're all. Yep they're all invested in that android enterprise upgrade in terms of things like the firmware update um the the capabilities on the devices which really now has leveled the playing field in that that space and you know for many organizations puts it ahead of rolling out apple devices to their yep. users i mean apple has always been and still is the expensive option um yep. yes you know you can go and buy samsung you know s devices and they are pretty expensive as well and pretty much you know on par with apple at the high end but you also have the middle range don't you of the moto devices the or even the uh, samsung's uh, oh the a range, range isn't it? yeah the a range, the a range exactly. are the kind yeah. of middle price yeah exactly so it kind of helps there a lot um but yeah, i'm impressed with it i i'm, I'm going to see more keep an eye on this a little bit more to see some of the new features as they come out um and see how it rolls out across the other oems as well because uh you know they have been getting faster you know, people like Samsung, Nokia, uh, OnePlus is a good example of, you know, the speed yep. up processor. So, yeah, let's see how this gets on. But, um, yeah, keen to see how it's going. I don't think it quite got the fanfare that it has have had in, in past years. Um, no. That probably, again, wasn't helped with COVID and, and Google's I.O. event that, you know, usually a big fanfare there, isn't it? That kind of there talks is. about a lot of that. Again, was a bit more subdued. So, like a lot of stuff this year, it's just not really had the presence, I think, that they deserve. No, definitely not. Okay, okay. So one more bit of news this week, um, and we've mentioned this before when we were talking about, I think, some of the, the acquisitions, and we, we talked about one of these companies quite a lot last week, didn't we? We, we did, our, our <laughs> good friends, NVIDIA. Sure you haven't got shares? <laughs> uh, I may have shares, uh, <laughs> but yeah, they've just been in the news a lot recently. So I, mean, I think it dropped yesterday or today that um, they're possibly going to be buying ARM from SoftBank for $40 billion. Yeah, $40 billion so, cash in, in cash and stock, I think. Yeah, I mean, good for SoftBank, because I think they paid, what, $32 billion for ARM originally, I think it was. So uh, a tidy profit there, uh, if, if this goes through. And I think that's the big if, isn't it? If this goes uh, Yeah, I have some reservations about this sale. Not because I've got vested interest in either company, but something to me doesn't sit right. Because ARM, obviously, you know, have as a chip manufacturer, uh, as an instruction set, you know, inventor, they supply many companies, don't in terms do. of, you know, Apple... Uh, Broadcom, Intel, uh, you know, to name but just a handful there, who license their code, their design, you know, around the chips. And I, even yeah. Nvidia are a customer here, and they, they license are? the design. They use it a lot in their things like their Tegra chips and their stuff for uh, IoT and car automation and stuff, don't they? Yeah, and to me, this this is like, hang on a minute, surely some a company that sits in the ecosystem who's a licensee surely can't buy the company and then put that surely because that puts them at a significant advantage then to all of their competitors in that space oh yeah completely and the other question i have here is around the uk government and selling what is i'm not not critical infrastructure because it's not like nuclear power but a you know a company that powers is a uk company based in cambridge you know it is is well it's it's a linchpin of, of the semiconductor industry isn't it really yeah what they do today and are we just basically selling the crown jewels as it were yeah mind you We've sold them already. <laughs> they don't belong to us anymore. <laughs> we did that well, four well, years ago uh, when we sold them to SoftBank. But uh, I suppose it's just changing hands. But yeah, yeah. it's to who it now. It's going to affect some... If it does go through, it'll definitely affect some people more than others. 
I mean, the big players like uh, Apple and Samsung, I think, have um, is it lifetime licenses to full arm stack, uh, petrol licenses, I think they call it. So they paid an awful lot of money, but a lot of the other players, you know, don't have that money to buy those petrol license technology. No, and, and just to go back to your first point around, we've already sold it. Yeah, I get, I get your point, but I guess at the time that wasn't challenged because SoftBank weren't a chip an manufacturer. Bank, aren't they? Yeah, so they're, they're exactly. Not, they're they not making anything. No, they were just a holding company, so to speak, weren't they? In, in, yeah. in the kind of grander sense, but. NVIDIA, you know, takes away the neutrality of ARM by they became an, you know, an NVIDIA company. Um, but yeah, you're right. You know, the, the bigger players with their perpetual licensing are, le- are less likely to have any real impact here. Um, but, you know, it could affect could affect other manufacturers. It could, you know, and it could give NVIDIA a position of advantage in the they could. I mean, I'm not suggesting they will, but they yeah. could maybe keep back some of the innovation for themselves and delay the yeah. release of that to the open market. You know, they could use it to push themselves ahead of competitors such as AMD. Yes. Um, but you know, you're right. I don't think I don't think it's gonna get stopped because as far as I'm aware and what I've read, there has been nobody else really looking at buying it, has there? Seriously. No, and if SoftBank want to get rid of it, someone's gotta buy it. Well SoftBank need it because let's be honest, after the WeWork debacle, yeah. um, SoftBank I think are pretty happy to probably take forty billion for that on. Oh definitely. And then they're gonna get stocks and shares in NVIDIA as well. So if NVIDIA do well, they'll make more money out of it. Yeah, ex- exactly. You know, it's a win win in that respect. And NVIDIA, especially where they sit today with the 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 Ampere, the, you know, the 30 series yep. card launch, they're certainly in a really good position at the moment. So it, it's it's probably not a bad deal commercially, um, just yep. ethically, morally. I know business doesn't always go hand in hand with such words. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. But yeah, I, I think you're right. That's probably likely to be announced pretty pretty soon, isn't it, as of next week? So yeah, I think so. Arm, Arm could have a new home and maybe our graphics cards could get all more powerful. Who knows? Well, I, I, I suppose, if you, yeah, if you think about it, they could be a real competitor, Intel and AMD, and actually producing the entire silicon for your laptops. If Microsoft is really serious about Windows on Arm, and we know Apple's serious about Mac on ARM, aren't they? So if Windows going that way as well, then NVIDIA bits to play the whole field just like Intel and AMD potentially do. You're right. The the, the, the possibilities here are, are really good for everybody. And, you know, it makes me chuckle when you say Windows and ARM because I just always think of Windows RT. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I know they're, they're, a lot more, they're a lot more committed to it now. And especially it is, right, it it, it's, with Apple making that leap to ARM, there is now a huge change in the market. And it... it and, Microsoft are kind of have to follow that because they, they, you know, there's a whole set of Microsoft software that they're going to want to run, aren't they, on those machines? So it makes sense. I think they're going to want to go down that road. I, I suppose it all comes down to the app. The app. I think it that does. Was the failure of Windows RT and Windows Phone, the lack of apps. But if these ARM chips are getting fast enough now that yes, there'll be more native apps because people are more serious about it. But if we can then emulate x86 decent enough speed and still be power efficient, then what's to stop it? Exactly. And power efficiency is the name of the game now, isn't it? It's not clocks speeds or you know high-end um core it, it's about efficiency isn't it and it's about performance per watt exactly that getting that tdp down as they say <laughs> okay yep, okay cool so i think we've covered most of the news this week that's pretty good it's not you know i was going to say it's not too busy week but this upcoming week with the apple event i think is going to provide us with a lot more talking points for uh, next week's episode so um so this week then games wise i know we've both been quite busy so we haven't really played as much in the old gaming front as we'd like to have done no um but i know you've uh, you've had a little uh, you've had a little run in with godzilla i see <laughs> yeah there's been a fair fair number of mods coming out for flight sim 2020 and someone's gone a bit crazy and built a giant godzilla i think there are two versions of the mods uh one's in the san francisco bay i can't believe the other one was um 
but yeah, two giant Godzillas that you can fly around. Unfortunately, they don't move and they don't breathe fire or anything oh. like that. Which would have been amazing. I mean, Flight Sim has got movable animals that wander around, so it's not out of the realms of possibility here. But that would just be amazing. <laughs> I did. I did. I have to say, I I did have a read of the link you sent me, um, yeah. and and some of the mods there, and it did make me chuckle that the the Godzilla map thing was the the guy or the I guess the I don't want to say developer. His uh, his his uh, his name was Ghost of Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's quite nice. appropriate. <laughs> I must have missed that one. Yeah, for the guy who did the San Francisco one, go there. And I'll, I'll put a link to the show notes to a collection of some of the the best mods that we've uh, we've seen. Um, but yeah, you're right. It looks like you know the the whole mod scene for 2020 is really up and running now. Um, people have we talked about I think a couple of weeks ago about people using Google Maps to fix some of the scenery errors, didn't they? That's come they up have, a lot now. Yeah, for some of the big ones like the mountain ranges, stone hinges in there, and even uh, someone spent the time to redo Edinburgh because apparently that suffered quite badly you know you had bridges half submerged and Edinburgh Castle <laughs> just looked like a couple of block boxes put together so yeah I, apparently it's quite easy to mod so uh that's brilliant and I, I also saw the one that I kind of really liked was that there was a one called VFR map um yeah by a dev called uh, I think it's Leanne I may have may have got that wrong uh, but it was a really cool uh, app that you you wasn't it you downloaded it and it you basically it talks to the game and provides yeah. you with a, a movable map that you can have on a second screen or something. Yeah, because I think Flight Sim doesn't really support, or not like Flight Sim X did, or export secondary screens yet. It's in the works, so, and the, the built-in map isn't that great flying, so the idea no, here is... No, it's terrible. Here, you have a web browser open on your second screen that uses some APIs to speak to Flight Sim and gives you a proper detailed map using, open, is it open map? For the, for yes, the, um, maps, yeah. Yeah, for the actual mapping uh, topology and stuff, so it gives you a much better idea of where you are, so you can fly I like. I really like that one. I'm going to have to get that installed and up and running. I thought that was pretty good. So um, we'll have a look. I'm going to get some of those mods installed. There's a mod manager there as well that's been re-released. Originally was for DCS, another one of our yep. favourite games. Um, and uh, it's been sort of remodded, so to speak, uh, to support Flight Sim 2020. Um, so it's a great easy way to install those mods now. So uh, again, it'll be in the show notes. We'll, we'll link to that and it's pretty cool. Yeah. There was a couple of things I saw in gaming news. I don't know if you caught these, but um, so do you remember, you know, the game Star Citizen? Yeah, that's uh, you the know, one we... that's taken so much money, hasn't it? And hasn't really delivered anything. No, exactly. Announced before Elite Dangerous, wasn't it? Several years back now, was touted yeah. as like the next thing, wasn't it? In in space games and, and flight models. Um, yeah. Like you say, taking millions in, in funding. Well, and hundreds that. of millions, I think. You know, uh, yeah, I think that's Charging like a thousand pounds for a ship, uh, which yeah. you still haven't got. That, yeah, that's a lot of money. Well, apparently it has gone free to play for the next couple of weeks. No, I, I can't do that. It will cost me too much money in the end. <laughs> I, I know. I was I'm, I'm tempted. I, I read this on PC Gamer um, and it said that Star Citizen, which has taken, um, yep, you're right, $300 million in crowdfunding. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it's holding a free fly session for the next couple of weeks where you can fly from uh, 16 of the ship which have been chosen by the community as the best representation of the, the game. Um, yeah. Something tells me that is what they call a loss leader and some people yeah. will be spending a lot of money after that i mean it's got ambition and scope and it could be amazing but they just keep from what i hear they don't stick on track they keep being oh that's a great idea and go off on a tangent nothing ever actually gets finished properly yes yeah, see whereas elite launched properly didn't it with, yep. with the basic game and then over yep. the years have added in the expansions haven't they around they um, have multiplayer uh, ship and they go to planet because it's a persistent universe sorry I, uh, I meant but, sorry i meant multi multiplayer ships i meant sorry i meant yeah of course and then they brought in the one with uh is it 
want to say horizons, but I'm probably wrong there, where you can go down on the planet and yeah. you can drive around or fly around on there. And they've got some other ones as well, haven't they? But yeah, they, they keep adding extra modules or season packs. I don't know what you want to call them, but add that extra functionality in. And I think I, the one thing I really liked about Elite was the fact that because it was a representation of our universe, wasn't it? Star systems were real yep. and, and you could travel to far-flung places and there was so many sort of stories and I want to say fan-made stuff, um, you know, sort of fan movies, a name for that, um, where people had like traveled to far-flung places in the galaxy and yep. discovered things. So yeah, it always kind of had a great lore about it. Um, and I know you Do played you? it, I played it for a bit, but I kind of haven't picked it up now for a couple of years and I don't think I could probably get back into it. It's another one of those ones I just don't have time for. I want to. I want to get really sucked into it uh but it's yeah don't have the time no no like a lot of things in life <laughs> um i did say i did see one thing though and I, this caught my eye and I, um and I, i'll pop it in the show notes because it just made me smile okay who remembers pc boxes that came in the same colors as a cow ah yes yes uh, is it gateway 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 so in the u.s you can go to walmart and they are selling gateway PCs uh, with a brand of uh, PCs ranging in price from 200 to $1,200. Wow. So they obviously got those rights cheaply, did they? Well, I was shocked when I saw this because I was like, you know, the cow packaging. I was like, gateway? Um, gateway? Are they still around? <laughs> apparently so. Apparently it never disappeared. Uh, oh. According, according to them. Um, and so Acer, uh, yep. they own the gateway brand. Oh, do and they? Yeah, and uh, they were. There's a statement from Asa spokes um, or spokeswoman, I should say. Excuse me for uh, Asa Jade Zhao, head of strategic alliances for Asa, says that Acer is thrilled that Walmart is becoming the exclusive provider of gateway branded notebooks and tablets. We're pleased to support customers in the United States and Puerto Rico who will have the opportunity to enjoy the beloved gateway brand again through one of the world's top retailers. I'm not entirely sure that it's the beloved gateway brand, but you know, <laughs> uh, no, I didn't have much fun with gateway piece. They were kind of back in the day, weren't they? Like, you know, most places off the shelf stuff, standard yep. sort of kit, but um, yeah, there was no like, water cooling involved. No, well, it's a bit like the day was a bit like the compact stuff, wasn't it? You know, in the UK, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, uh, Dixon's or, or Curry's as they were called wasn't it that's the one um, and you know and you could buy you know a compact off the shelf I remember going in there as a kid you know going out to the end past the TVs and all the hi-fi sets and that and you'd have the computers went to the end with, with the monitors uh, yep. CRT monitors it came the as a set it? yeah <laughs> <laughs> lusting after them but now thinking back my god that was terrible but yeah it seems that they're trailing these get these get new gateways are uh sort of like mid-range i5 laptop um some of them have got rtx 2060s in them so they're not you know in the, as things go today um they're not too apparently eight gig of ram 256 ssd so kind of low end on that point but yeah let's be honest it's, you know laptops today are compared to what they were 15 years ago price points probably not too bad no not at all no. But I, I will not be picking one up anytime soon. Are you sure you traded your Mac for one, Jay? Oh, yeah. Let, let, I'll tell you what. That's it. I'm going to take my 15-inch MacBook Pro here. I've had enough. Bad enough. I, I want a gateway. I, but I, no, I, I, want a, I want a compact again. That's what I want. I don't blame you. I'd do the same. <laughs> yeah, just because you prefer Windows. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. So this week, then, TV. I know with a couple of things here. One we've both been watching, I know, and one series that you've, uh, you're, I haven't caught up with yet, but I know you're on. So the first yeah. one, then, is got to be the boys it has the boys season two the boys are back um, in town boys are back in town and they're making a mess even more than season one uh, <laughs> if you can believe that but uh yeah obviously we don't really want to spoil it but uh it's the boys as you remember from season one uh it's really really good still and very very violent violent is probably the understatement isn't it <laughs> yes uh, yeah definitely it, it, it's brutal uh, yeah i mean it's uh, i call it more gore wouldn't you i think it's probably the best way to describe it you know and it is it, but it's good fun the 
The storyline is just hilarious. The writing is brilliant. You know, it comes from the back of the comics and they've done a great job in adapting it. There's been obviously quite some changes from the the original graphic novel slash comic that that were published, but it still stands out as being funny. Yeah. Uh, What I was going to say, I was going to say graphic, but that was a bit of a, that was the wrong way to put it. You know, um, explosively funny to put it, that's probably another way to look at it. Um, and it just keeps on getting better. And I think the way that they, Amazon in the UK at least, drop uh, the three, I think obviously worldwide, I suggest, drop the first yeah. three episodes in one go meant that you really could get into your teeth into it, couldn't you? Like, you know, that we were kind of curious to see why they'd done that. But actually, I yeah. think it was a very good way to do it because I almost binge watched three of them in one go. I got two done. I just couldn't stay awake for the third one. And I've still got, now got episode four that dropped on Friday to catch up on with now as well. So yeah, I mean, yeah. it's good stuff. I highly recommend it. I know you do as well. Oh, definitely. Yeah, we're thoroughly enjoying that. It's a shame that we, I can't binge watch all of them. No, no, I, but that's not a bad thing, I guess. You've got to have some kind of. I've got to come back for some more here, haven't you? You know. True. I just, yeah, I'm just eager to see the next. I definitely, and I know, it's, it, I know, we're we're both watching the lower decks as well. You know, Star Trek lower decks, which is picking up the pace nicely now, isn't it? Um, episode six, if I remember, is that right? Yeah, we're on six now, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah. Again, I don't want to spoil it, but one of our favourite friends uh, has a homage in it, doesn't it? Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> but oh. yeah, it was it was so funny that episode, and uh, yeah, I really want to tell you, but again, I will spoil it, so uh, I'll <laughs> let you guys find out. Well, uh, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes to that episode, so uh, there's uh, so you can read about it. But um, yeah, definitely lower decks. Hopefully, that'll get picked up in the UK by one of the main um, online. Um, platforms hopefully maybe amazon or probably maybe grabbing it but uh, yeah that that's it's, it's getting better and i think that anybody that had doubts around could an animated series of, of star trek really work in in 2020 look let's just say for everything else that's going on in the world right now it works it works very it well works, definitely. so they call new series that you uh, you brought yeah. to my attention earlier and i made a terrible mistake in confusing it with something else <laughs> but go ahead go ahead so uh again uh, uh, so this is called raised by wolves it's the latest one by ridley scott of alien fame so of course it's a sci-fi uh, you wouldn't expect anything less but uh they dropped the first three episodes just like boys so exactly the same on exactly the same day actually if i remember rightly uh but basically it's a uh, sci-fi it's set in the future and it kind of leads on that back on earth there was a big war between two factions the atheists and the what mifriat probably butchering how you pronounce that but they are a religious group so the religious guys against the atheists all had a big war and pretty much destroyed earth so they both sides want to save mankind so they built out colony ships and sent them to a planet called Kepler 22b uh, and that's kind well, of where that that's familiar. Story. yeah I think it could be from the Prometheus kind of universe an alien universe I'm not sure on that one but uh, it's very much got those vibes of alien and Prometheus more so Prometheus as it's not quite so alien gore kind of thing uh, but yeah I mean, it all kind of kicks off there when they've landed on the planets uh, the atheists arrive there first because they basically pack uh, two androids into a small fast ship with a number of what, what it's called is like birthing pods basically they're kind of I don't know, I don't know how to explain them there's like these gel pods that obviously contain all, all the stuff you need to make a human and when they land on the planet they basically just hatch them kind of thing Whilst the uh, religious guys obviously sent a traditional colony ship with thousands of uh, people stuck in stasis. So they, they arrive a bit later, but uh, it's basically how they survive and <laughs> looks like they're bringing the war to the new planet. But uh, it's a bit slow paced, but it is very, very gripping uh, and definitely worth a watch. This is, I'm sure, is this his first foray into TV? I think it is, yeah. It certainly sounds, I mean, from, from that description, it definitely has all the right elements you're going to you want in a sci-fi, that kind of yeah. post-op 
apocalyptic style, isn't it? Um, it doesn't come across as a TV. Because no, yeah. we watched the first one uh, with my wife. She goes, oh, that kind of ended. It, it, is there a, are they doing a second one of the movie? No, it's, it's a TV series. <laughs> she thought it was an actual movie. It's very, very high quality. It's been a lot of money spent on it. And it has that movie feel about it. Definitely. I mean, so, I mean, and anything done by Scott, well, film-wise, has always been, especially from Alien perspective. Yeah, you're right. It's interesting. I wonder if there's... Oh, I, Easter eggs is probably not the right way to look at it, but whether there are, like, say, any synergy um, with, with the Alien yep. films. But sounds really good. What, how many episodes in now? Oh, I think we're four episodes in as well. It's pretty much got, it comes out the same day as The Boys does each week. Oh, okay. I think, okay. I think we're on the fourth episode, yeah. I, I like the sound of this. Um, You know, the whole sort of spacing, you know, like, say, leaving the planet out. In fact, it's, it's got elements of things like June, you know, kind of, yep. like, say, for a new planet. It's got the alien aspect of it. It's got the, so the android piece from... Uh, there was that film, wasn't it, on Netflix? Uh, was it uh, I Am Mother? Is that the one? Is that the one uh, where... Yeah. Similar, wasn't it, where, where yes. it was uh, human embryos and android, and that was kind of... That. So, well, yeah, one of the androids is called Mother. Uh, but wasn't... Yeah, but wasn't the ship in one of the aliens? Wasn't it... I want to say the original alien. Wasn't the ship called... Computer called Mother? Well be. I'm, I'm just looking for a tag that says Wayland Industries or something around there, yeah. but I've not seen one yet. <laughs> no, I am there in that was the same in that film underwater um yes. that was kind of like the cross between the abyss and alien uh I, I couldn't I know there was somewhere if you freeze frame somewhere there's a like a Wayland Utani uh tag or, or name on something yep. uh, um but I, I couldn't find but I know it's in but just to be clear so the Raised by Wolves is not the 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 UK TV series from 2013 uh which no, was by uh, written by Caitlin Moran um and about sort of a dysfunctional family uh <laughs> oh no these are very dysfunctional but it's just not that one <laughs> no no which i uh i i'm gonna put my hand up and so <laughs> say that i was like oh raise my walls i'm sure i've heard of that before <laughs> carl's watching that really i was like yeah i was like that's, that didn't really get him down for that kind of thing you know sort of like comedy slash drama i was like no no yeah. but hey you know you know each to her own you might have liked it <laughs> Oh, excellent. Cool. Well, that's definitely that's I'm going to have to put that on the the list with about 10 million other things now to watch. Yeah, so yeah. awesome. So when we come back on air then next week, um, obviously the Apple event will have happened. So there'll be, you know, already in the press, but we'll try and talk about some of, uh, I guess, rather than kind of go through the the Apple event line by line. I reckon what we'll do is we'll pull out some of uh, the uh, sort of key key features that we were kind of keen on, uh, any of the kind of big announcements that looking down, and hopefully we may even have some information maybe on the iPhone launch as well. That'd be something to look forward to, but who knows what will happen on Tuesday. This is Apple, don't forget. Yeah. So yep. on that note then, I'm going to say thanks very much for listening. I've been Jay. I've been Carl. Have a good night, everyone. Mm-hmm.